4: Audio Media presents The Patron Saint of Suicides Created by Alex Dolan
5: I'm sitting in bed with my mom watching one of my dad's old movies. This one is called Forbidden Passage, where he plays a fur trapper from Lewis and Clark times. There are a lot of beaver double entendres. In this scene, he sees a grizzly bear for the first time and thinks it's a giant beaver.
4: My God! That's the biggest beaver I've ever seen. Come to Papa. Oh, Oh, dear Lord! God, it hurts so much! Bad beaver! Bad beaver! No! No! Goodness gracious, sweet Georgia Brown! Sweet Santa Maria! Santa Barbara! All the saints! Sweet, sweet Thomas Jefferson! And all the founding fathers! Deliver me! Okay, okay, Beaver, we, we can come to some kind of an understanding. There's no reason we can't part on amicable terms. God, it hurts so
6: much! Your father was a wonderfully funny man, but I never did like his movies.
5: I like them, mainly because they remind me of him. Do you remember much about him? Bits and pieces. I remember he was always smiling... I remember him playing with me at the beach.
6: You weren't there. With this complexion, our family has a history of skin cancer. <laughs> I I guess it wouldn't have mattered, would it?
5: The water was too cold, so I never went in. We built sand sculptures. He taught me how to pack the sand and how to use the tools to carve out the details. We built a sleeping dragon together. More comes back to me as I'm saying it. It was Baker Beach. You know how Baker Beach has the nude section? I remember one day we were stacking sand and some naked couple wandered past us. Maybe they forgot where the nude section ended. Uh, Maybe they didn't care. Dad could see I was shocked and he played it up like it was no big deal. For them, this is just like a bathtub, but bigger. I remember him being kind. I always remember him being kind. He was kind. I catch myself. We were almost bonding. It was gross. Did you see it
6: coming? Your father was very good at hiding things. (sighs) Or you just didn't notice he was depressed. When we were married, depression was something for crazy people. It was something you'd never admit to anyone. No one knew. Not me. Not his family. I knew he was sad. He isolated himself. Sometimes he'd go to the garage in the middle of the night and stay until morning. Sometimes he would leave for days. I gave him space. I thought that's what he needed to feel better. I don't think it's possible to know anyone completely.
5: That's a sad thing to say.
6: Is it? Think of all the people you know. Even the people you love. Do you think you know everything about them? All the secrets? All the things they keep hidden? Why did you leave me? Don't be so dramatic. You moved out of the country when I was 19. You were in college. You didn't need me. Are you kidding me? You know I loved your father. Maybe you don't know. I loved your father. He was the love of my life. Do you think it's a coincidence I never remarried? That you ran away. I was grieving. I just didn't grieve the way you wanted me to grieve. You should have stayed. I needed you. I needed you too. You froze me out. How many times did I ask you to visit? How many times did I offer to pay for it? You stopped calling, and you stopped returning my calls. Maybe we both needed each other, and we both missed the chance. I was a kid. You're the parent.
5: You leaving was
6: selfish. Do you know what it was like to be the widow of Toby Gensler? No one felt sorry for me. People asked me the same questions you did. How could you not see it? Why didn't you know he was suffering? Why weren't you there for him? And what they were really asking was, why didn't you stop it? Everyone blamed me as if I killed him myself. You didn't see how the neighbors looked at me. I barely left the house. I wasn't even my own person. I was the widow of Toby Gensler. No one saw me as anything but an appendage of your father. I needed to start fresh. I needed to leave the country just to be my own person again. You know what it was like to live in his shadow. You feel the burden of his name. After all, you went by Otomo, not by Gensler.
5: I still don't trust Phoebe.
6: I know you don't.
4: Detectives Gibson and Price examined
3: a collage of names and photos. Are you sure Lynn Jackson's death is tied to the train track killings?
7: Oh, I can't make sense of it any other way. Even if that confession is inadmissible, it's still a confession. Even if she had nothing to do with the train track killings. Someone thought she did.
3: I always thought something was off about that investigation. (sighs) No offense.
7: It was a complicated case.
3: Do you think it was handled the right way? By me? Detective Blossom was the lead, right? I mean him.
7: At the time, it felt like the case was in good hands. He seemed to be doing all the right things. How about now? I feel like there's more to know, but I don't think we're ever going to find out.
3: You know that body they found? The rubble man? They found out who it is. A guy named Walter Hill. He was a person of interest in his wife's murder. There's a lot going on that puts Blossom into question.
7: I don't think Blossom torpedoed the case.
3: But you have doubts about him.
7: Why would you say that?
3: I haven't seen you toss him a hello since we caught Owen Olsen.
7: That's not relevant to the case. C- can we leave it alone?
3: Fine. Forget about Blossom. We know someone's drawn a dotted line from Lynn Jackson to the train track killings. Based on what we know, who would want that confession?
7: I would have thought it was Haven Otomo if her name wasn't in it.
3: That doesn't mean she didn't do it. That goes for Clementine Potter as well. I had Haven followed by the way. You what? Nothing formal. I just asked someone to see where she goes. She drove to a house in Trestle Glen. Turns out her mother's renting a home there. Kumiko Ultimo. Did you know anything about that?
7: I've never thought about her mother, to tell the truth. I, I think she's some ex-model that moved back to Japan. And I only know that because of the stories that came out when Toby Gensler died. All
3: of that's correct, but she's back in the States. She started renting a house last month. So what? There's someone who's been coming and going from the house. Someone besides Haven.
7: Her mom's sick?
3: I ran plates. Phoebe Newhouse was brought to trial twice for assisted suicide. Well, assisted suicide and fraud. Family sued her for stealing their inheritance.
7: I'm searching for your point. Guess
3: what her drug of choice was in both cases.
5: Clementa and I are in my office in St. D, looking at the Envy site.
7: Thank you for visiting the Envy. No villains. No victims.
0: You think he's still out there? Does that mean you don't think it's me? I spoke to Wesley... Did he ask about me? You came up. The police came to his apartment. They played the recording for him. He didn't tell them anything, but I could tell he knew. You told him, didn't you? You confessed to him. He was going to ask me to marry him. He needed to know. You weren't worried he'd go to the police? I knew he wouldn't. How? I just knew. He didn't know about me, that I was part of it. Well, until he heard Lynn's recording. You're surprised? I didn't expect you to... I am surprised. He didn't need to know. You threatened me for even thinking about it, but you confessed to Wesley. Your confession would send us both to prison for the rest of our lives. You aren't still thinking about that, are you? I think about it every day. I haven't decided. Not for your sake. The thought never crossed my mind. I have family. If I make a confession, it will ruin them. It's not just my life, it's my name, which means it's their name. I suppose you don't have that problem. You don't have family left, do you? No.
4: Victor Blossom studied the scribbles on his whiteboard and the NV site loaded on his monitor.
7: Thank you for visiting the NV.
4: No villains. No victims. His son appeared in the doorway.
5: What are you doing?
4: Blossom had stopped hiding his work from his son. He needed to protect Ben. And right now, that meant sharing enough information
8: so they could both protect themselves. Come on over, I'll show you.
6: I thought I heard his voice.
8: You did hear his voice.
6: He's still out there.
8: No, no, it's just his voice. Owen Olson is in prison. Someone sampled or simulated his voice. Ben looked at the photos tacked up on the wall,
4: at the writing on the whiteboard, and at the website on the monitor. Then
5: what is all this?
8: I'm going to tell you, but you need to know that you're safe. Do you believe me? Yes. Everything I'm doing now is to make sure that you're safe. You need to know that. It doesn't make sense for me to keep anything from you. Because we're both in this together, okay? Okay. All right, check this out. You remember how we found the servers for Sam's Market? Yes. Well, I keep trying to find out how they found the servers and I can't get a straight answer.
2: What does that mean?
8: It means it's possible that the police did something that wasn't strictly legal to find those servers. Ultimately, it helped them find Owen Olson, so I'm fine with it. I can understand them not wanting to share the hows of it all, but it made me want to do my own research. Here's what I know. The servers were in a storage locker. That storage locker was registered to a Sam Walker and funded from an account linked to an address in South Dakota. Everyone assumes that it was Olson's. But here's the thing. At the time of Olson's arrest, that account had $80,000 in it, and there's no way Owen Olson had $80,000 to his name.
5: That means Walking Sam is still out there.
8: No, no. Owen Olson is Walking Sam. But it means someone out there was funding Owen Olson. It means there's someone else out there that we need to track down. Something on the wall caught Ben's attention.
2: Who are those men?
8: It's a still from some video footage. Do you remember Haven?
2: The woman with the semicolon.
8: No, not a- uh, yes. Yeah, her. She had a boyfriend who was hurt by walking Sam. Someone tried to run him over. This is a still from that video. That's Wesley Pope on the left, and on the right is his friend.
5: Do they have
2: anything to do with this?
8: That's what I need to find out.
2: Are you sure we're safe?
8: We are, but we need to be careful. Six inmates in orange
4: jumpsuits shuffled in single file. Owen Olson was last in line.
2: Come on, keep up!
4: Another line of inmates shuffled toward them on the other side of the corridor. Hey, Olson.
2: Uh, Drop the fucking weapon! On the ground! On the fucking ground! On the fucking ground! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
7: Patron Saint of Suicides was created by Alex Dolan and produced by Audio Media and co-written by Alex Dolan and Vince DiGianni. Starring Elisa Park as Haven Otomo, Rob Schwab as Victor Blossom, Dee Rosen as Kimiko Otomo, Georgia McKenzie as Zoe Gibson, Paul Green Dennis as Leonard Price, Robin Regalado as Clementa Ibarra, A.J. Beckles as Owen Olson, and Richie Ammons as the narrator. Also featuring performances by Morrison James, Jason Webb, Bill Carnodal, Patrick Conroy, Brenda Smith, Akshdeep Singh, Marianne Case, John Klug, Jamie Mack, CJ Cressy, Catherine Michaels, Erica Sanderson, CB Drogi, and Allison Shepherd. For more information, visit www.suicidesaints.com.